I'm Chris Barker. And I'm Will Betts. Welcome to the Music Tech My Forever Studio podcast. In this podcast, we talk to artists, DJs, engineers, composers, producers, and industry figureheads about their dream studio. But there are rules in this Fantasy Forever studio. Yes, rules. Our guests can choose a computer, a DAW, and an audio interface. Then, only six other pieces of studio kit are allowed, plus one other non-gear luxury item. So could a guest choose a software bundle as a single item? No, no bundles. No bundles. No bundles. Today's guest is the incredible multi-talented vocalist, musician, comedian, and beatboxing superstar, Beardy Man. Although famous for his incredible vocal skills, Beardy Man also incorporates stacks of music technology into his live sets using loopers, controllers, iPads, custom software, and more to transform his vocals and create entire tracks on the fly. I can't wait to get started, so this is Music Tech's My Forever Studio with Beardy Man. Welcome, Beardy Man. Hello. How are you? <laughs> really Both. good. Thanks Very so good. much for coming. Cool. Thanks build for inviting your, me. Build your forever studio. Yeah. I, this is exciting. Uh, infinite money and um, no holds barred, but strict rules. Strict rules. The inclusion of items. So <laughs> you've really sort of distilled it down then. I guess, it's, yeah, you're going into a, a nuclear bunker to sit out the apocalypse and you've got plenty of money, but only so much space in that bunker. Well, well, this is the thing. Okay, so we start. The, the first question is the location and vibe. What? Where would you have the it? bunker? I choose somewhere in Essex, <laughs> in a field, buried deep down. It's you know near to London, but comfortably outside it, so that you're outside the blast radius. But <laughs> just to be confirmed, it doesn't have to be a nuclear bunker. So yeah, it has to be. Oh, okay, okay. But, okay. <laughs> if that's what you want, that's your forever studio. I'll happily. I'll just yeah. I'll disappear into a hole in the ground with the yeah. following six items. Yeah. Yeah. Forever. Seriously no though. Air, seriously no though. Light. What would your What would your I mean? Where do you make music? Like, aside from obviously on the stage. Like at home, do you have like Do you like natural light? Do you want to be in a bunker? Yeah. No. In actual fact, yeah, I like natural light because I think you go mad without it and it's actually that comes at a premium if you're choosing a studio i was actually looking for a studio um a while back and in london it's unbelievably expensive to find a studio space so some, one of the places i was looking at most of the units were um band rehearsal rooms and they weren't really fit for anything else so um so i said no to that because it was an absolute dive but if you're just looking for a band space to like rehearse in maybe you maybe that's cool maybe if it smells of sick and urine <laughs> that's the vibe do you know yeah. what i mean but then you only have to spend like time in there when you're rehearsing and you're with your mates and it yeah. all smells of armpit and vomit and, and and you know but that's fine but if you're spending every day in there and, it, and you're on your own as a studio you need yeah. to have an environment not a vibe you need like a like a space so would you put your dream <laughs> would you put your dream forever studio in london or would you you know you must have traveled the world loads touring so you maybe know switzerland yeah yeah, just why I just get that comes to mind because I was there like a couple of weeks ago, and I mean a couple of days ago. Whatever, everyone was um, everyone was really cool there. Everyone's always really nice and accommodating and friendly in Switzerland. But uh, but they all have machine guns and nuclear bunkers in their houses because there's a planning law that says that every new house built has to have a bunker, and everyone has a machine gun because they've all done military service, and then they give you your machine gun afterwards. So they have these like massive amnesties every year. Everyone like gives their guns back to the government, but most people just sort of keep them. So if you had, so if you had, so obviously Switzerland, but yeah, but I wouldn't do it. Yeah, maybe Switzerland, like, but in know, a house with natural light, not a bunker. So, yeah, on some beautiful mountaintop outhouse, looking looking down some gorgeous glacial valley, rather than in a in a bunker. So you've gamed it there because you've managed to get two studios. Basically, you've got the house studio and the bunker studio because of planning. 
So depending on my mood, if I want to make some really disgusting, deep techno, I go down to my bunker. But if I want to make <laughs> something really beautiful and otherworldly, I'll go and stare at the glacial lakes and be one with Jesus. Well, that already <laughs> so, that already sounds great. Um, so the the other items, um, for, well, the first items that we talked about that are included is um, your computer. So this mm. isn't one of your six. So, I mean, you use iPads a lot, uh, but you also use laptops. Can I... Wait, so, wait, can I instant trying to game the system? Yeah. I can see I really, the, the change of pose. Like, you can tell I'm trying to game the system because I started to sound like Boris Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> can I? Can I? Can I? Can I? Miss, Miss Be- Be- can I? Um, can I take a, an iPad as an item? Because without because every app counts as a as one of these six items, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. So yeah. what Correct. use is a fucking iPad <laughs> if you haven't got any apps? For it? This is the rules. So Jesus, man. computer. What are you going to do? Mac, PC, laptop, desktop, uh, iPad. Well, this is your free one. I mean, do you get free servicing? Yes. <laughs> all, all of the Dream Studio equipment comes with... Do you get Apple Care that actually yes, works? Yes, yeah, so that comes through, right, yeah. yeah. We're living in hypothetical it's, land yeah, at this point. Yeah. Right. Okay, great, yes, Mac, fine. Okay. <laughs> and what about a uh, DAW? Are you going to have a DAW? Or we could give you a, another piece of software. Ableton all the way. I was a Logic Pro guy for a long time. Um, I felt that it was good. And then I started to realize that it was not good because it keeps breaking. I mean, all things break. That's the universe. But I mean, like, logic especially seems to be one of these things that's been sort of abandoned by Apple a little bit. Like they have their sort of pro user community with their things that break that are too expensive. But like, um, so I'm really angry with Apple because I <laughs> literally just like, I've got four days to go till my tour starts. I, or I did anyway, yeah. like three days ago yeah. when... Uh, my laptop just went, and um, fun, but no. Um, so why do you not lose Ableton? But, yeah, but Logic, I found to be, uh, it's very detailed and um, you can craft sounds with it and you can track vocals very well. You can do comps with it. Um, Ableton is not good at that. Uh, at least it doesn't have a built-in mechanism for doing track comping. It doesn't have built-in pitch correction. But I don't think think that is important because actually you can work with vocals pretty well with Ableton if you do a kind of hack where you sort of swap bits out um, which actually I prefer in a way because you can still do pitch correction in Ableton but it's a bit more squirrely or you can just use Melodyne once you've got the takes you want so yeah I sort of yeah this year I sort of graduated over from I said graduated yeah whatever I sort of I stopped using Logic because you can, Ableton can do things that nothing else can I said Bitwig, which I've never used, but apparently it's modeled on. It was made by the same guys, I think. It was like three guys yeah. that left Ableton to make Bitwig. But um, yeah, nothing else apart from Ableton and Bitwig can do that. Although they are starting to, the other doors are starting to get those capabilities because they're realizing that having that grid is, it's like a, a Cubase, I think, has that now. Like you can do dynamic song arrangement. Yes. Mm. Yeah, which so is c- similar to Ableton. Yeah, it's a yeah. bit strange because it's like your playback bar jumps yeah. into the timeline. But that's on. super cool. Yeah. And actually, Ableton doesn't do that. You have to do it manually. In clip view, yeah. Uh, well, and no, then, you can do it. You can sort of just jump, you know, okay. quantized by whatever you set it to along the timeline. Ah, okay, yeah. Yeah, we can get this nerdy on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely. absolutely. That's exactly <laughs> what we want. Yeah, yeah. we could go deeper. Um, so we've got we've got Mac. With, <laughs> no, no, pushing on. We've got we've got a Mac and Ableton. Yeah, uh, and then the other free item you get is an audio interface. So uh, Dream Studio audio interface. Oh, well, hang about. So wait, if I have Ableton, mm. according to the rules of this game, yep. can I only use the native Ableton plugins? Then? Yes. Yeah. 
I can't have any third party ones. No, it'd be one of well, your you six. Well, you can have them, but it'll be one of your six choices. Ah, then I know. <laughs> <laughs> the system is getting manipulated. <laughs> so, okay, hang on. So, but I get a door thrown in. Yeah, the door is free. Well, if I get Max for live, then that's infinite wishes. And then I win. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You've completed it. I've completed yeah. the game. <laughs> yes, I won. What do I, what's my prize? My prize is infinite music making forever in a bunker in Switzerland. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> so wait. So I've just used one up. If you well, let's go. We'll go. We'll, we'll get to the six items. We we'll get to. We need an audio interface first. Get, you get your three free items out of the way. I need to select an audio interface. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Or if you don't care. Well, you the know, one I use uh, in the studio and for live is RME because as a brand, they are the most reliable. They program their own drivers, and I've never had one break. The only time I've ever had one break is when one of my tour managers left a USB key in the front. And it's physically snapped off. But other than that, I don't think they've ever crapped out on me. So the, the flagship, whatever reliable. the flagship RME device is, that's what you go for? The uh, yeah. Okay. We'll find out what that is. I use, I use their UCX and I use a UFX. Okay. Both of which are like, like three years old and seven years old, respectively. And I have one that's like 12 years old, but none of them have ever broken. Still works the 12-year-old one as well. Still the drivers. Very, just yeah. the, the design of them is boring. They're extremely German very high spec no nonsense just works awesome right so really low latency first item well that must be a big thing for you as well oh I mean, yeah something super low latency, latency yeah, for what you're doing yeah. yeah well I tried using um, Focusrite and PreSona stuff and all that these kind of sort of prosumer-ish brands but they cannot do the low latency processing in and out because yeah I'm trying to get my latency because I'm using like software monitoring with my stuff because I'm processing my voice live and um, so I can't use hardware monitoring um, and it's all going through the same Ableton session so I have to get it down I've managed to get it down to like 64 samples which is you can still perceive the latency when you're beatboxing through it but it's low enough that you can deal with it so you've, let's say you've laid a loop down so Listen, here we go. Just I to have ju a looper here. Let's, say, let's, let's just explain looper. the setup for those yeah, that obviously right. well, it's can't just see. A, it's an RC505. Oh, maybe I should include that. No, wait, I'm not going to use up my wishes. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> right, so hang on. So, um, yeah, I've got an RC505 in front of me, which is a boss looper. It's a loop station. And it does this. So if I go... Right, so that's a loop. It's kind of... It's in time. Now, if I want to lay a snare over it, I'll be like... There's a snare. So I managed to get the snare bang on. But if there's latency and it's not being compensated for, then you will lay the you'll think you're laying it down in time and it'll it won't be laid over the transient you're trying to get. You'll hear the difference. Uh, and if it's if there's a real time latency, then it just becomes impossible to do that. So on my live rig, I have a bit of latency, but I can manually compensate for it in real time, as you would if you were monitoring through speakers. Yeah. You sort of naturally compensate. So we've got the RME, we've got the Mac, we've got Ableton. Now we talk about your first of six other bits of kit. Right. So yeah, so it can't be an iPad. Well, it can be an iPad. You can have it. I was right, so but I then was that's tempted, one of your six. I was tempted to go for an iPad and Lima. I might even put that on and just sacrifice one of the other things I've got on my list, actually. Well, iPad and Lima is too strictly. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. man. If it was, if you're gonna, well, I can talk I about that to the cast I'd happily put those both on. Okay. Okay. 
I'd happily put it on. One and two. Okay, so that's one and two. God, God damn it. Fine. Why Why the... Hang on, how many have I used up now? Because I said max for live. I'll use oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. So, we'll go in, we'll go I in think, order. I think technically, three. Yeah. technically speaking, Max for Live is in Ableton 10 suite. Yes, it is. Yeah. So that's, so that's, that's a bundle. Wicked. Bundle. No, it's not a bundle. It's not technically bundled. <laughs> it's not a... Or, 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 is it? No, it's not. It's not. It's not a bundle. It's a suite. It's, the, it's their biggest one that they do. It's, yeah. yeah, it's not a bundle. It's a suite. Make that important okay. distinction. Otherwise, this podcast will be very short. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Fine. <laughs> okay. Fine. Fine. Yes. Let's move on. <laughs> right, next section. Right. One and two were iPad and Lima. iPad and Lima. But tell, tell us about that. Yeah. So, right. An iPad is a slab of glass and <laughs> silicon made by Apple. It's very versatile. Um, so, yeah, you, there's loads of amazing music apps for iPad now. Like uh, on Beatmaker 3, you can make a whole album. And you can like perform a set with it as you would with an MPC, but it's even more adaptable. Uh, Jesus, you can do, you can be a graphic illustrator and have your whole you know your living. So when did you make that iPad. switch though? Because like, but yeah. like, but I but aside from the fact that the iPad can do loads of amazing audio processing, uh, one thing that it's amazing for that nobody seems to use it for is as a controller. So so on my live rig, what I have is. Um, how was it? Four, four iPad Pros. So it looks a bit like Star Trek because I've got this program on it called Lima, which is a kind of legacy piece of abandonware by a company called Line. It was actually made by... It was Jazz a, Mutant, wasn't it? Yeah. Jazz Mutant? <laughs> that, they were French. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought they were Jazz Mutant, but yes, yeah, sure. I believe it. Maybe it's a Jazz Mutant. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, was they French? Are they Canadian? Were they actually French? I have I only ever heard it called Jasmine <laughs> I've never heard anyone say it out loud. I, I just read it on forums and I bought one. I bought so I bought a Jazz Mutant Lima, which was this giant it was the first ever commercially available multi-touch device. And it wasn't so you guys are nodding, you, you knew it when it came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, we reviewed it. Long oh you time reviewed ago. it right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. an incredible thing. Well, I own one. Well, so it's like a museum one. piece now because yeah. it's fucking it's a brick. Like, I mean, it would still work if I turned it on, but like, it's been basically, it came out in what, 2004, something yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, and very quickly, it was taken up by the likes of Daft Punk and, you know, all kinds of people that were doing mad MD stuff for, for pop people because they knew it looked cool. Mm. And um, Dead Mouse was using one early on. Um, but it was popular when uh, there was nothing else that could do that. So there were no other commercially available multi touch devices, and it seemed very futuristic. It was very expensive. Uh, it did what it did. The refresh rate was slow. And though you could build your own interfaces, uh, it, it, you have to learn how to script with this kind of like JavaScript thing just to make it do what it does, which is what I've had to learn to do to program it. Um, but there's nothing like it. So um, so did you use it live as well, pre-iPad? I never managed to work it into a live rig um, when I was when I bought So I've, I had it for like two years. I bought it in 2010, I think. Oh, okay. And then the next year, the iPad came out and they went out of business immediately. Yeah. <laughs> they just like threw in the towel. They're like, oh, fuck's sake. Oh, yeah. But then the the software that it that, that ran on it uh, ended up being sort of bought or given to this company, Line. Yeah. Um, so they they started to support it and update it. But recently, I'm not sure what's happened to Line, but their forum has gone 
it's, it's turned into this kind of like graveyard of of ambition where people are like, ah, oh, I rely on this for my mm. for my live rig. Please don't go out of business. Mm. And they just they haven't done any updates recently or replied to anyone. So it's a huge shame. They need to be bought and um, continue to develop. Because basically, basically, with my live rig, I I have Ableton running a bunch of stuff, um, and it's all controlled by these four iPads, um, which are all covered in uh, an interface of my own design in Lima. And I've never seen anything else that can do that. There's Touch OSC, but it's not that deep. Mm. So you can, it, arguably it's better in some ways because I think it's a bit snappier. Um, and it's just a bit more modern. Like there's a really slow refresh rate, which is a, on Lima, which is like a legacy hangover from when it was a physical hardware device. Yeah. So you start piling stuff onto this interface and it slows it down. Which the is visual mad, feedback is, yeah. Because it's not doing anything particularly taxing. I mean, that could just be a quirk of the fact that it's kind of trying to run according to the restrictions of MIDI. So maybe it wouldn't do that if I was using OSC. I'm not sure. I don't know. But, I'm, but Ableton didn't support OSC until recently. In fact, maybe, mm. it, no, maybe it still doesn't. I don't think it does. Either way. But, um, so, but the thing is, is that you can control, you can build any interface you want. And if you're smart with the coding, actually, if you know HTML, you can build your own interfaces just using Lima. So that's another get out of jail free card, yeah. infinite wishes <laughs> thing. But it's um, infinite interfaces. Infinite this, interface. Yeah. So yeah, so potentially if you have Lima and an iPad and Ableton and Max for Live, you could build your own instruments and devices and methods of controlling them forever and ever and ever until you die in a bunker. So seeing as how we've got we've got the suite now, so you've got Max for Live, we've got the, uh, so your two first two choices is the iPad and the the line uh, software. Yeah. So item number three. Item number three. Are we going to have some speakers or headphones? Um, You're going to need to hear this oh, stuff. Fuck, really? <laughs> yeah. So the rules, they don't come included. The rules. No. They don't come included. No, no. the rules. Oh, jeez. All right, fine. Some big KRKs because they're fun. Yeah. I find PMP. Uh, PC, PCP, P <laughs> PMC, I think. PMC, yeah. 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 Um, that, that, I mean, maybe that would be good. Big PMCs. Maybe no. it'd be good to just have giant PMCs, but I think KRKs right. have character. And when you ramp them up too loud, they kind of sound a bit sort of rubbery and distorted. And Whatever the KRKs are that Timberland has, basically. Yeah, it's the big, big fucking KRKs. They what just... are the flagship KRKs nowadays? They, they sell lots of the little I'm ones. I'm not really they? like a. I don't know. I I have Adams A7s at home, which okay. are woefully inadequate for mastering on, um, but they're really cool. <laughs> no, and you know they're, they're really popular. V Series Eight. They are, they? but yeah, I'd like to get the biggest, the bigger ones. Bigger. So are we going with KRK or are we going with PMC? What are we deciding? Maybe fuck it, giant, giant PMCs, giant so PMCs, like the yeah. ten or something like the Just huge ones, you could, floor to ceiling ones. Yeah, because if you wanted, then again, why are you bothering to master? tunes if no one's ever going to hear them are people going to hear the tunes you make that's up to you we, we put no restriction on what the release the rules? there's no rules on releasing why the music why are you trapped <laughs> in this why are you banned from ever buying any more software or hardware why is this happening well otherwise this would be a very long podcast if we just listed all the gear that everybody wanted I think in future you need a scenario I think this needs to be like there's going to be a nuclear Armageddon you've got inside information that's what's happening everyone's dead yeah. <laughs> no one's ever going to hear the music you make that would drastically affect what, what it is buy. you take in yeah. Yeah. 
Because then, yeah, because you, you can yeah. I use this audio interface as a weapon, or does it have components inside that <laughs> I can, zombies that I can have a light compartment, create energy? <laughs> yeah. No, so, but like seriously, if you were like, because I'd go for some KRKs, which is sort of nice and comfortable to listen to yeah. and sound fun and, and kind of exciting. If um, you know, like clo close range kind of stuff, just you know. Um, if I was just noodling away to myself, if everyone else in the world had died, but like if I wanted to be able to master my stuff, PMCs, PMCs. But then again, I don't, if everyone else is still alive, but I've just been imprisoned. If it's a solitary confinement, I've done something <laughs> terrible. But you're making the situation so negative. We've gone from a beautiful house away, to be, a... but I'm allowed to make music. <laughs> it's supposed to be. But a someone, dream someone studio. outside can probably master it for me. So I'll go with the KRKs. 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 Okay. <laughs> Big KRKs. Big fucking yeah. KRKs. So. We have. Da, 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 da. That's your new theme tune. Yes. Actually, I'll do you a new theme tune. Yeah. It's like, it's like um, yeah. That's if you were like a really bad radio show. Well, it could work. <laughs> yeah. I'm Simon and the well, this is. Music Tech in the Morning with Simon and the Knob. I'm the Knob! Oh, he's such a knob. Right. If you're into music production, you should also check out Music Tech magazine. In this month's issue, we round up the latest generation of exciting new gear that we're expecting this year. We talk to Cold Cut and Ninja Tune founder Matt Black, electronic producer Space Dimension Controller, and Norwegian DJ Orjan Nilsson. Plus, we give you our verdict on Waldorf's Kyra synth, the Softube Console 1 Fader, the AMS Neve RMX 15 500 Series Reverb, and Novation's new Launchpad X and Launchpad Mini Mark III. On top of that, we have a stack of tutorials for Cubase, Logic, Live, Studio One, Pro Tools, and FL Studio. You'll find all that and more in this month's issue. Subscribe now at musictech.net. Move on, man. Item number four. Item number four. You're going to need a microphone, right? Oh, man. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> How many have I got left? I've only got like one You've left. Got two more left. Two more left. And what? No, it's oh, After the mic. After the mic, you'll have two more left. Yeah. Okay, well, fine. Actually, I already had a mic on here, which is the Sphere microphone system, which is another cheat card. Gaming the cheating, system hard. But it's not really hard. <laughs> um, yeah, the Sphere microphone system. Um, Townsend Labs, yeah? Yes, Townsend Labs. And it's kind of a UAD partnership thing i think yeah so they um there's an i actually have a similar product which is the slate version of that so slate digital yeah. jesus what do they even call it it's the i VMS, use it every day i can't remember vms one vms one or is it v just vms i think VMS. virtual microphone system v yeah virtual yeah. microphone system yeah it's really good um it's not exactly the same as the original mics because that would be impossible but it's it it sort of models the character to an extent that is is useful. So when and you're making and it's fine if you use it well. So when you're making tunes, uh, depending on the tune, you'll model different mics or like, because obviously right now you've got like kind of a live performance mic going on. And there's a reality to that, but when you're in the studio, you yeah. might go. It actually, just means that like rather than having like twenty five grand's worth of vintage mics, you can have one system that costs. I think it's like it's like a grand for the hardware. But what's your process is what like I mean. Subscription do you... But my process, well, I like to be able to like switch you... things out quickly and I'm not fussed about it sounding exactly like 
Like a but do you choose the mic recording... model before you record or after? Because that's just well, you can switch it out yeah. in post. So I like to do that. Yeah. So that's the thing. Is that's that's a good thing about it. Um, but that's not even why it's it's good. If in my opinion, it, um, it's nice being able to switch up the mic that you've used in post by switching emulations. But it's even better to be able to audition different mics by pressing a button. Mm. That's really cool. And like, if you're like a if you're a serious recording engineer and you're recording Adele or someone, you're not going to use this system. But, Don't tell Stephen Slate that. <laughs> well, no, I think he'd probably admit that yeah. like there's a there is a difference if you're like a Golden Ears super pro. You're you're it's probably just more than your reputation's worth, but you could probably get away with it yeah. if you didn't tell anyone. No one would know. I mean, like um, like the pro guys that I know wouldn't be seen dead doing it because they I think it would be cheating but I know some mastering engineers that use the slate packs to do stuff and they use that in addition to hardware but this UAD one I sort of I was trying to figure out which one to buy whether I was going to buy the slate one or the UAD one because th both these mo modeling technologies came out around a similar time mm. kind of a couple of years ago um and the UAD one was more expensive. I think it was like twice as expensive. But it's and, and the modeling seemed like it didn't quite have the same kind of dimensionality as the as the slate one. Like it doesn't seem to model the uh, the response at different volumes or different frequencies. I can't remember which one it was. But they basically I saw this video where they kind of compared the spectral uh, readouts from each mic and compared them to the originals. And I think they said the slate one came out on top in some ways. But what the uh, the sphere system can do that nothing else can do is it can model polar patterns in post which is mental so it's got it's like a dual capsule thing I have no idea how it works something I, to do it's with the maths it's the maths of how the front capsule and the back capsule combine yeah that's what it is because that's all changing a polar pattern with a dual capsule mic that's all that is it's just how they are combined I, as I understand it at least so you can do, if you have both signals, you can mm. combine them in such a way after you've recorded them that you can do exactly what you're saying. It's so crazy. It's not. I've never though. seen it's anything totally else that does that. So you can literally record, like we're recording right now, and then I could change the polar pattern so you're in the, the dead spot. That's crazy. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's just on the phase relationships. Yeah, exactly. But that's fucking bonkers. So yeah, I would do that because then you've got really decent models of all the best microphones, which have their different characterful sounds, which are good for different purposes and you never have to swap them out you know and you can emulate different polar patterns and stuff it's, you, so, it's so cool do you have to perform do you perform differently when you're like in front of a, a mic like those rather than the handheld because this is you know this this is part of when you're live these kind of mics are part of the sound as well uh or does i guess so, yeah well yeah you use the you'll use the proximity effect yeah <laughs> Sometimes you'll need that proximity effect. Sorry, what? Sometimes you'll <laughs> sometimes you'll need that proximity effect even in the studio. You won't always use one of these yeah. model mics. Uh, I wouldn't dream of trying to beatbox into an expensive microphone because you break it probably, or because you I don't know, wouldn't want to get all that saliva on it. And it's not very good. Yeah, it's, it's it. You benefit from the suspension of disbelief that you get with a dynamic mic that you can sort of cop like that, and you get the. You'll never get that sound 
with it because the mics are too good. The studio large diaphragm condensers, it will just sound like someone beatboxing, which sounds crap. But if you actually, you know, use the proximity effect and distort the capsule, then it's slightly more convincing. A, a lot more convincing. It sounds amazing. <laughs> slightly, yeah. Townsend Lab Sphere is in. Two more items left. So two more items left. Two more items left. What was it? What two was more it studio items left. Studio should I say? Items, and then yeah, you then items. you get one luxury item. Um, um, it's shaping up pretty good though. Definitely the Haken Continuum with Chymosynth because it's mental. Is that a big cloth? Cloth. It's a flat red. Yes, it's a big, keyboard, flat, red, but squidgy keyboard. Sort of giant ribbon yeah. controlling. Yeah, cloth. With... It feels like cloth when you're playing, doesn't it? You can push that in. It's kind of like it's... free rolly kind of idea, that expressive yeah. touch. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so do you have one of these already, or have you experienced one? Tell us. I've never played one. Um, so yeah, so this this list just ended up being a bunch of things I just want to play with. <laughs> that's, that's what the yeah. Dream Studio is. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, no, it's um, there's several really cool things about the Haken continuum is that um so i've played on a uh on a seaboard the roadie seaboard and, and how did you find that i didn't like it because i thought it was a bit like a bit doughy to the touch and i thought that was weird doughy to the touch yeah it was like <laughs> bit i didn't like the experience of it it's and it was kind history. of it's just strange like fleshy and odd and like the, you get ripples in it if you're like pushing your finger along it I'm I really resisting making touching cloth jokes now. <laughs> yeah. You've just made the joke. <laughs> you didn't resist very well. Yeah. No, but it's. I found it gross to touch. It's just something, just a visceral wrongness about it. I was like, ugh, I'm passing over like an organ. Every key was like, ugh. But it wasn't just that. It's like, because you could probably get used to that if it was musically useful. But I found that the way that the material buckles meant that you couldn't do slides down it without getting like a friction burn. So I was like, why would you Oil your do fingers. that? Yeah, put olive oil on your fingers before playing it. Then you're you're like giving like a weird back rub to the. But (laughs) not that that is the reason why you shouldn't get it. But also, it's quite expensive and heavy. But and also, I think the version I used of it was four years ago or five when it first came out. The grand consumer thing, yeah. And it was, they I think they've done a lot of work on the materials Mm -hmm. and the software since then. Um, But also, they didn't have a kind of. uh, I think it's way better now. Actually, it's. Uh, yeah, because you can. Back then, you couldn't hit a note and hit the note dead on and then move it. But I think you can. Yeah. Now. So. Yeah. And probably, they've got a, a range fine. where there's a lot more affordable stuff now as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they have the rise, the controllers. Yeah. The yeah. 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 And, yeah. Um, so maybe I should give it another look. But, to be honest, I know some of the guys that work there. But um, the continuum they've though, got, they've got a crazy bunch of like these light block things and that. They're a really cool company. Yeah. They do some really amazing stuff. But. Um, but the continuum was pre that it came. Yeah. Well, so um, I know a guy who uh, is involved in making the software for the like you know the sound engine, which is kind of you know it's multi-dimensional synth thing for um, for Roly. But 
the Haken Continuum with the Kaima engine is maybe eight or nine years old, maybe older, maybe 10 years old, maybe more. It's 2002. While, 2002. So it that's was bonkers. way ahead of its time. That's bonkers. Yeah, yeah. because it's a, it's a physical modeling and um, spectral morphing based synthesizer, which is, it's hardware and it's massively complicated and you can build um, each preset is like a matrix of control and sample manipulation and gran uh, not is it granular i think there is granular stuff in it as well and there's spectral stuff too it's mental and the sounds you can get out of it are unlike anything i've ever seen come out of any other synthesizer anywhere but nobody knows about the haken continuum and kymosynth like and it's still like a backwaters of the internet kind of thing. It's, it's, it's strange as well because it's expensive, but it's only as expensive as other premium synths. Mm, yeah. Do you know the only I mean? person that uses it is Jordan Rudess and the guy that makes yeah. the product, it seems. I've never seen anyone else use it ever. Eamon Tobin used it. Eamon Tobin? Yeah. Wicked. It's yeah. just so amazing. I think people must use it for sound design. There must be like a yeah. dedicated core of people who use this thing. They, they recently brought out a, um, a, a continuum fingerboard thing, which is like a little one one finger it's like monophonic thing which is a simpler mechanism where it's just a single touch strip with a spring under it um so it still does this kind of 3d touch thing but it doesn't have the vertical axis um and that's like a lower still, in the product range i guess like a, it's more affordable but it's yeah. still quite expensive but it's um and with that you get oh, yes, the synth engine in it as well mm. but if you can perform like a the continue mini a continue mini interesting yeah but there you can do you you can do realistic cello performances on this thing they're really good you can sound like a violin and it's it can be indistinguishable if you play it right it's nuts i've never the people have tried to do physical modeling of uh string instruments and tried to get that level of expressiveness and stuff but i've never seen anything do it as well as this kaima because there's that other the wood controller thing as well yeah, the, expressive e touche yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Well, so i did have that one on there as well but i think okay you've taken from me many of my infinite wishes so because of the speakers and microphone. The speakers and microphone <laughs> i suppose i have to have so with that in mind we're on to your last bit of studio gear last bit of studio gear wait before wait so this is the, this is the last one or there's there well there's there? there's a luxury item that's non-studio gear related something that you would love to have in uh, we'll get, we'll get the instrument <laughs> no, <can't>. no. <laughs> really? Shit. So well, the now I have to choose between a Yamaha VL1 and a grand piano. I don't think I could live without a grand piano. So the Yamaha VL1's got to go out the window. That's a pity. The Yamaha VL1 is nuts. A grand piano in those Swiss, looking out of the Swiss. Yeah. Yeah, that's, 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 that's a nice day, isn't it? That's a beautiful vista. So the, and, the uh, Yamaha VL1, if you don't know about it, check it out. It's from 1993. Yeah, it's amazing. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. The sounds that can come out of that are, again, it's like physical modeling. It was the peak of that physical modeling before, like, virtual instruments and all that, and sampling, before sampling got that back into sort of romp the territory, when they were, it was just insane. Mm. It's kind of weird maroon colored as well, isn't it? It's got yeah, it looks of... like a wood, yeah. <laughs> yeah. wood panel. Yeah. It's mm. a beautiful looking instrument, and it makes sounds that are crazy still Yeah, to this day. And but yeah, I, but, I, but, like, I, but, I, nice. but I would give that up. But but I but I Mr. Speaker, <laughs> I, I'd give that up for a um, a grand piano. And any particular preference on the grand Yamaha, Bosendorfer, Steinway? I think I go for a Yamaha. Yeah, because 
I find those other pianos perfect for Beethoven, but sometimes you just want to whack out some Elton John, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> you want it to twang. Yes, ping. exactly. <laughs> and in your process, then, are you <laughs> are you ever using a, a grand or a, any kind of piano? Yeah, in my um, palatial mansion home, <laughs> I have a room just dedicated to my shiny white grand piano. <laughs> And you and just I go have in Yoko Ono sitting in the yeah. corner. You just walk in there in white linen every yeah. morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm so rich. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it makes me physically sick how rich I am. Okay, let's... let's... <laughs> <laughs> Will, do you want to run down what we've got in yeah. the studio so far before we get the final luxury item? Yeah. Okay. The location is Switzerland in a house overlooking a glacial lake. With a bunker, obviously. Um, just you're, in case. Just in case. You're running a Mac with Ableton Suite. Sweet. Sweet. Yeah. The interface is an RME Fireface UCX, you say? U- UFX. UFX. Although, I've, all I've got at the moment to plug into it is a single microphone, so I might as well just go for a UCX. Yeah. Okay, UCX. Yeah. Done, done. Then your first gear pick was the iPad Second Lines Lima app, so you can build your own interfaces. Thirdly, huge KRKs for fun times. Fun times. Mm. The Townsend Lab Sphere L22, the Haken Continuum, mm. and a Yamaha Grand Piano. Bang. So that's there pretty good. Go. That's that's nice. That's a cool. It's unusual, but so cool. you have like the have the Haken Continuum fingerboard thing on top of the piano, yeah. and then the microphone in front of you, and then this beautiful vista of a glacial lake. I could I could live there. Yeah. I'd just put a bed in the corner. A bed. That would be my luxury item. There we go. Just a hammock. A hammock. Maybe a maybe a bucket to use as a toilet. That's me. <laughs> I think we're time. gonna say that you've got like <laughs> basic sanity. This isn't yeah. prison. <laughs> you've made it the nightmare studio. Yeah, you've done. So honestly, luxury item you would go for like some kind of luxurious bed. Nothing else that you, is there anything that you take? Well, from... there's an old army saying, which is that you should, you know, you you spend out on your shoes and your bed because you're always going to be in one of them. So make sure you've got comfy shoes and a nice eider down, and you're all right. So, a bed. It just seems like. But you probably. I feel like. Is it time for us to upsell somebody's dreams? <laughs> we got to upsell the dreams. Upsell dream, yeah. the dreams. So you're allowed you're, a bed. You have a bed already. You've got a bed. You, got, <laughs> you don't sleep on the floor. <laughs> yeah. <of> the street, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about a hydroponics lab? <laughs> is that you're, allowed you're just constantly looking for end of the world scenarios yeah. so we're trying to build this dream studio yeah. we're like yeah but what if the world ends what if there's a zombie apocalypse I can grow my tomatoes <laughs> for tomatoes yeah. yes an great infinite an infinite <laughs> but is there nothing in your studio now your creative space like we're just trying to get into insight is there of how you like your space so like you know previous guests have had like there's a painting that... weather-changing lights to adapt to your vibe. Yeah. No, because I'd get so, like, fussy about what colour was right for this one lyric I'm about to try and record that I think... It, maybe that's quite cool, actually. Maybe that would be a cool thing to do. Colour-changing studio. <laughs> colour-changing studio? Yeah. Maybe a projection mapping kit. We're going to commit something. Projectors. We're going to commit something, and I don't want you to regret. I don't want you to walk out of here and go, it was so nice until I got that weird light. Or I doubt I'll regret the decision, because thankfully none of this is real. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> what? So what? I'm going to go with... Uh... What? What? <laughs> We're wasting our time here? What? 
I mean, you could make it real by giving someone actual this right real, real money and and give Trump a call yeah. and be like, hello, it's Kim Jong-un, we're doing it. Yeah. And then this will be some realness. <laughs> but um, no, um, uh, color changing lights, why not? If yeah. it's got to be studio based. Can I upsell you on your projection mapping kit? Because that's something quite cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah projection yeah. mapping, yeah, that would be nice actually. But it'd be for, only for your own amusement. That's fine. Are other people ever allowed, allowed yes, to visit? Yeah, this yeah, you've got yeah, your yeah. friends and family. You don't have to be on your own. You're just, just going living back this solipsistic like, lifestyle. Like no one's allowed in. <laughs> 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 well, if other people are allowed in, then a, a 70s style um, leopard print revolving waterbed, I think, would be. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> now it's a doomsday scenario <laughs> for somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think we'll leave it there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, <laughs> so, beard, beardy man, can can you please play us out with some seventies doomsday scenario? <laughs> and uh, yeah. we'll, we'll. <laughs> Gonna know my studio ways. I'm gonna plug you into my mainframe. I'm gonna make you go insane, same Look at my vista. Windows Vista. Your support structure is not designed for pro users. Please amend. Please, 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 Thank you. I'm on tour in the UK. Come see me at my shows. I won't play that song, I promise. Thank you so much. Thank you. Really, Thank you that for was having incredible. Me. This Thank was you a so lot much. of fun. If you're enjoying the podcast, make sure you subscribe using your favorite podcasting app and also think about rating and reviewing Music Tech's My Forever Studio. Don't forget to check back every Thursday for new episodes. Thanks for listening.